Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Are you getting kind of burned on a cryptocurrency, folks? I am. And by the way, I switched back for this episode, just for this episode, because I wanted to toy with it and see how I felt about it to the good old trusty ATR2100 Audio-Technica microphone. This, ladies and gentlemen, is well-known in the podcasting space as the so-called beginner microphone. However, it audio is bar none above head and shoulders above the rest. Even now, this is nearly a 10-year-old microphone, and I like the way it sounded in my test run, so I figured I would go ahead and use it for this episode. I don't have any internal updates, uh, at least not detailed. Everything's continuing as normal just like the last. So it's kind of steady state. The first endeavor, all the published builds and everything are all done. So there's not really much that's going to go live. We had a minor catastrophe. It wasn't that bad. Most people were freaking out and I was not. And of course, <laughs> that's just how I roll. I'm, I'm just kind of laid back. You know, I don't let things get to me like that. I just like to be able to do my job. And then the second one endeavor, I had a, uh, a contact up there that I spoke with and he It wasn't personal. It's just he's kind of stuck in his own little groove. And so it's kind of a bear dealing with him, but it doesn't affect my, my, my paycheck. And that's all I care about, care about, you know, so I expect to get my next uh, check uh, tomorrow for the second endeavor. And then the first endeavor, I have no idea when that check's coming. I expect it's probably going to be next week, some freaking time because they don't pay me like I want to get, I want to be sending them another invoice. They owe me a lot of money. It's like $10,000. So anyway, we have some interesting updates here for the podcast, CryptoTalkRadio.net, and I want to thank you for dialing in. I'm going to go through these. Some of these kind of step on each other, and I'm just going to be sharing my thoughts. This is going to be kind of my my opinion about what's going on in the crypto space. Let's go ahead and dig right into this. Bear with me as I go through this because there's a lot going on, and I don't want you to get left behind mentally, so I'll do my best to break it down in as simple terms as I can. However, there's a lot, so... Try to keep up best you can. If you have any questions, follow up with us at CryptoTalkRadio.net. Hit the contact form, and I'm happy to follow any questions or 
Join us in our Discord channel, CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord, and I or somebody else is happy to answer any questions. Let's jump right into this business. You know, I like the dollar. Former President Donald Trump once said that on a news broadcast. He said he doesn't like anything cryptocurrency. He doesn't like NFTs. Melania then would release her NFTs all out of random thin air. Nobody expected this. But when Trump said he didn't like cryptocurrency, he didn't like NFTs, I like the dollar. It didn't surprise anybody because, of course, he likes you know cash and the money. Well, just recently, Donald Trump, the former United States president, has announced a new NFT collection. This announcement was made on his Truth Social platform. That's his. They are only $99 piece, according to the website. For this, we'd make a great Christmas gift. Don't wait. They'll be gone, I believe, very quickly. That's, that, that's a direct quote. So if you're interested in a Trump uh, NFT, you want to definitely check out his, I believe you have to, I believe there's a website. I'll try to track it down. But it is on True Social that he made the announcement. And there's going to be a sweepstakes along with this. The sweepstakes, you're not going to believe this. And one of our triad members, he might actually get a kick out of this one. But apparently, the sweepstakes is you can win a one-on-one Zoom call or an hour of golfing with the former president of the United States. So imagine that, right? You just buy $99 a piece, you know, for this NFT that may be worth a penny or so in the future. Oh, who knows? But you might get to have a call with former President Donald Trump. You might get to have an hour of golf. Of course, you don't want to beat Trump in the golf because you might not be seen again. But regardless, if you're interested in that, I do share that information. It came out of nowhere because, again, he has he has sufficiently said that he does not like cryptocurrency and doesn't like NFTs, despite Melania being all on board with it. I suspect that this is press, free press. I suspect somebody told him, right now is the right time to show your support for cryptocurrency. If you've listened to me on the podcast for a long time, you've heard me say that the current people in office don't like cryptocurrency. They don't want it to succeed. And with what we need are people in the office that actually want it to succeed and want it to thrive. So I believe that him throwing his chip in there saying, yes, I support this, is it's a, it's a marketing push. It's him essentially saying, yes, I'm, I'm going to let you be your president. And so he wants the support of what's currently popular to try to win that fan base because that fan base right now is hurting. And I'll be talking about this when I get to the numbers. I wanted to do this one first because... I felt like this is big enough news for certain of people to understand this guy was totally against cryptocurrency and now he's on board. Is he a crypto fan? No. The point is his base are going to eat this up. So he's going to make a lot of money off of it no matter what. And then anybody that wants to have, you know, go golfing with the former president, I mean, you can't get much better than that. The site is collecttrumpcards.com. Collecttrumpcards.com is the website, allegedly where you can purchase these Trump NFTs. Let's talk some numbers, and then we'll get into the rest of the news here. Right up deck, Bitcoin, still struggling a little bit, is on deck to do a little bit more recovery than we saw last week, but it's still struggling at around the 17,000 mark. We had a little bit of a push. I said that I didn't think it would sustain, and I was pretty much correct on that. We'll come back and get my credit. But I don't see the major crap out potential that we saw before. Seems like it's somewhat recovering, but not the recovery that we really need. Part of that was, of course, FTX's business. Part of this is just general sentiment in the industry. Part of this is Elizabeth Warren trying to lock down cryptocurrency, which I'll talk about in the tail end of today's coverage. However, on the flip side of this, I went and did some analysis on Terra Luna Classic, which I've talked about a couple of occasions. Terra Luna Classic is struggling, and I didn't know the deep details why Bleeves, who I've had on the show before, 
He gave a little bit more insight, and I dug and confirmed there's more to this. But apparently the terror rebels have, have I don't want to say went on strike, but they have refused to deliver any work product until they get paid. And I covered on one of the past episodes about their desire to get paid after they initially launched saying it was a volunteer thing. And then they wanted to implement a payment structure, and some of this would have been a sell. This was introduced as a proposal to the Dow. There were questions asked, say, you know, I saw one comment that said, it feels like we're being held hostage, held up, like in the wrestling business. It's called holding up the promoter. And, you know, Eric Bischoff talked about it with the honky-tonk man. You know, you want this belt, baby, we're talking about my contract. That kind of thing is how people are feeling about this, and they're really not happy. And I think sentiment is really down on Terra Luna Classic. However, USTC started to go on a run, which is really weird to me just because I know that there's a dependency between the two, so I would expect them to kind of run somewhat lockstep. I didn't expect USTC to go on any sort of run, but apparently it did. But Luna Classic is certainly in the trash, and I would argue it's going to be in the trash for the long term. In fact, I see that Terra Luna Classic has really strong potential to gain back another zero. That's kind of scary. But right now, we're down at about the 15 mark, three zeros and 15. So there's going to be a little bit of buyback in. There's going to be, of course, the burns that are happening. But what was happening with Binance, they're the largest burns. So if something does happen to them, you can count the burn out of the equation. And then, of course, the burn percentage is really, really low. The validators are still in as far as I can tell. That has not changed. However, with what I'm going to talk about with Elizabeth Warren, there may be a little bit of shift away from validators. Some might call it quits. I noticed some got kicked off the darn thing. But I see a long-term strong bearish sentiment for Terra Luna Classic, given this recent news coming from the Terra Rebels ecosystem and the proposals and people's dissatisfaction with them trying to get money and the feeling that they're being held up uh, for a product, right? And then the theories that's been floating around that Doe Rug Pull, a.k.a. Doe Kwan, is somehow involved. Apparently, people reached out to him. He said, no, we're still supporting it for the purposes of the Terra station. But people think that Terra, ultimately, Doe Rug Pull is involved with the back end, too. There's no evidence of this, but that's what people think. People will think what they're going to think, and it is what it is. Then the other piece here, which I am not personally invested in any of this, but I cover it because there may be people out there that are curious and not, not able to follow it all. FTX, of course, that's, you know, Mr. Poof here over there that was in the F pad back there in the uh, Bahamas. FTX requests court permission, to sell off four businesses. I, I did a little bit of high level on FTX, but basically this idiot Poof here, you know, as, as what we're learning is that he suffers from depression he suffers from attention deficit disorder. He suffers from a lot of different things. and He had to take some medication even in the court. And this seems to lend credence to what I said, which is that I don't think he's malicious. I think he's an idiot. But also his medical things might be contributing factors to why he was dropping the ball. If you've got attention deficit disorder, right, that means you're not paying attention to the books, not because you don't want to, but because you just aren't paying attention to the books. It's just part of that condition. So, And then depression. Depression means he was not getting over anything and he was probably thinking too much about everything to the point that nothing was focused on. Like these are real things you can research yourself online. I encourage you to do so with respect to these medical conditions. This is not to make an excuse for him, simply to say that this is not unheard of. It's not unusual. It's not unusual saying that that's a real thing there. So them now wanting to sell off businesses, he had done an interview where he said, I want to do whatever I can to try to make this right. I just don't know what I can do. So FTX selling off part of it is likely because they pretty much run out of money and they need to build up some sort of assets and hopefully try to give back people's assets. And then the bankruptcy courts are getting involved and everything else is kind of a 
catastrophic failure. I don't know where that one goes. I'm just simply informing you that that was something that's on deck that they're looking into to see if there's something that they can do to reclaim at least some of the assets that have been lost. Coinbase recently came out, announced that there's a new tool for people who, for whatever reason, they send, what happens is you send your tokens to a wallet or you send it to an incompatible source destination. What Coinbase is trying to do is build up a tool that lets you recover tokens that were lost to the ether, so-called, quote unquote. And so if it's an ERC-20, since it's on the Ethereum chain and something gets sent to an incompatible address. So the way this would work is, when you, let's, let's give a great example. Recently, I did some Bitcoin and I need to send the Bitcoin to my, my wallet, my custodian wallet. And I was sending it from an exchange. The problem is that the wallet wants what's called SegWit. And the exchange does not support SegWit on the send. So I had to actually convert it to Ethereum and then send it to my Ethereum-based address. Then from the wallet itself, convert from Ethereum directly to Bitcoin. I was able to do that because of a new partnership with ThorChain. That worked, but I shouldn't have to do that. I should be able to send straight over. But what happens is people sometimes get the addresses confused. They don't realize that you have to actually make sure the address matches. So in Ethereum, it's not that much of an issue. But let's say you're trying to send your Ethereum and you want to send it to, to the Tron network. Tron has a different address structure because it's a different blockchain. So if you send an Ethereum address token to the Tron network, you're not going to be able to get your money. Here's the thing, though. There actually is an equivalent address of your own if it's a fork of some kind or let's say that there's let's say that there's some other incompatibility with the address but you still have a wallet that's associated to you just you can't get to it this happened to me recently not recently but a couple months ago when i was testing around on the ethereum classic chain now the ethereum classic chain in the what the wallet wants is a different address syntax it's specific to the wallet itself however there's my wallet address is actually on the Ethereum Classic chain. So when it's sent, it tried to send to mine, not to the one the wallet wants. And I know that's confusing. That's the problem with all these different blockchains. You have to pay very close attention to the wallet address it's sending to. So in that situation, because it was sending to, in a, in the sense, my Ethereum quote unquote address on the Ethereum Classic chain, and I know that's confusing, and I'm, trust me here, I had to actually connect that wallet as in the Ethereum Classic version of my wallet address directly into the my wallet so I could see it and then do a send from it to my actual main wallet's Ethereum Classic address. Totally convoluted, and I know how to do that simply because I have technical certifications and knowledge. Your layman person is not going to have a really easy time with that one. So then here, this tool is designed to help people that sent it to an incompatible address not that they sent to the wrong necessarily, but it's an incompatible meaning. They sent it to an address that's not matching the address that needed to get to the destination so you could see it. And um, Polygon was really notorious for this. So I don't know if it'll help anybody that's on Coinbase. I know that there's some process that they do, like it's some form or something that they're doing, and you submit it over there, you give them some details of it, and then there's a fee and then they'll try to work to get it back. I don't know what's involved in trying to get it back, but if you're on Coinbase and you did lose some tokens because you inadvertently sent it to an address that was not compatible, you knew it was yours, but for whatever reason, it wasn't the right address. This is a service that they're trying to surface up to try to help you get your cash back. So at least they're trying to do something because of course, none of the other places were on to do that. Microsoft very recently came out and said, you know, <laughs> we're banning this crypto mining business. 
So the ban's in place for anything using the mining, uh, excuse me, cloud services from Microsoft. This is Azure. Now, the ban is not a unilateral ban. What they did is they said, basically, our terms and conditions prohibit you from doing so. You have to contact them, ask them permission to do it. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to allegedly protect people from risk. Quote, mining cryptocurrency is prohibited without prior Microsoft approval. Neither customer nor those that access an online service through customer may use an online service to mine cryptocurrency without Microsoft's prior written approval. Microsoft's not the only one. Many have done so. And I believe, in my opinion, I believe the push of doing this is because of the performance impact on the cloud services. Because in order to do mining, it is a very intensive process. When you mine with your physical computer, you have to have a pretty strong graphics card to be able to do it. You have to have a lot of RAM to do it. Uh, your CPU has to be decent strong, not great strong, but decent strong. But you're really, your graphics card has to be able to do this. And then heat, heat gets generated a lot. Your electric bill goes up. And so the cloud can be impacted when you try to do it in the cloud. Everybody wants to do it in the cloud because we don't want to, you know, trash our machines or eat the electric bill. And we want to kind of pawn it off to the cloud. And many of the cloud services have said, absolutely not, screw you. You might think, well, don't they financially benefit when we do mining? Yes, but they also have to maintain those sources, those resources. And they do pass back some of the costs, but you still can have an impact on somebody else. Plus, there's always the legality issues uncertain. I'll be talking about that on the whole Elizabeth Warren garbage when I get to the end of this. So again, they're not the only one, but they're just the latest one to do this ban. This is, you know, if you're dealing with the proof of stake side, it's probably not a big a deal. This is really going to affect, you know, the Binance, or excuse me, not Binance, Bitcoin side of things, that's going to where you're going to see the biggest impact on this. All right, now let's wrap up with this Elizabeth Warren. And you might be wondering what I mean. I'm going to summarize it, and this is my own thoughts. I'm not going off anything. So recently, Elizabeth Warren presented a bill. The bill was designed, people are basically saying it's a ban on cryptocurrency. It's not a ban on cryptocurrency, but it is very damaging. I want to detail why. So when you're dealing with proof of work, you have the miners. When you do a proof of stake, you have the validators. You have all these entities that are in play to make cryptocurrency work. Without them, nothing works. What Elizabeth Warren's bill essentially does is it turns all these different smaller players that are involved with making cryptocurrency work into what's referred to as, quote, money service businesses. Because in their mind, how faulty this is, in their mind, they are treating it as a money business. They're treating cryptocurrency as a money business. And as a result... They're just saying, okay, well, then you're transacting money because we have to hold you accountable and regulate all this because people are losing money for this. So if you're going to be transacting it, that means money's involved. Nobody really agrees with it, but that's really the course. The second part of this and what's really got people steaming, there's clauses inside this bill that talk about privacy-based tokens. Of course, every cryptocurrency at the core is a privacy-based token, in particular, Bitcoin. So people believe it's a ban on Bitcoin. It's not a ban on Bitcoin simply makes it much more difficult to transact it. However, if you know the history of all cryptocurrency, but certainly Bitcoin, you'll know that Bitcoin started underground. It started not physically, but started on the underground. It was not mainstream. And now it's mainstream. Banks transact it. We actually have countries transact it. So it's highly unlikely, highly improbable that there's going to be any sort of ban on Bitcoin at the bare minimum. Could there be a ban on certain other cryptocurrencies? Absolutely. I do think there'll be a ban on anonymity type services. I do think there'll be a ban on anonymous devs. I do think there'll be a ban on certain types of liquidity pools. I don't believe you can ban Bitcoin at this point. Can they regulate it? Sure. As I said, 
they'll just go after the fiat on-ramp off-ramps to make it difficult to do fiat transactions with it. If you do that, pretty much crypto's dead in the water in terms of that type of use of currency. That would potentially get us back to what Mr. Sadala was looking for, which is that we use cryptocurrency as a currency as opposed to equating it to fiat. So it might be a good thing. I'm not sure and nobody really knows. But I did predict this would happen if you go back to our archives and certainly on our sister podcast, I said, depending on who gets in office and if we don't get the right people in office, we are going to see increased opportunity for them to try to ban cryptocurrency. This is yet another step. And that's why I think that Trump's whole, you know, NFTs that he just released are basically, they're banking off that. They're saying, you know what? Fine. We'll just jump on this board and show that we support cryptocurrency where the current ones don't to give him some brownie points when he tries to run, assuming he's still alive, run for election in 2024. I believe it's all, it's all showmanship. You know, it's all stunting in my opinion. Big picture. I do think that we have a lot of childishness in cryptocurrency. We see that with Terra, Terra Rebels on the Luna Classic side. There's a lot of garbage in their community right now, and they have their own, only themselves to blame. They welcome people from Telescam, and now they're just as bad as every other community, and it's showing in their price. We're talking a project that had the greatest potential. I once said it's, you know, little like Boardwalk. It no longer is. Lillian Finance makes a stupid mistake on the Coinbase listing. I once said they're kind of like Park Place. No longer is. Satama at one point was pretty much printing money, no longer is. We have so many projects where it's all about the people. The people take the project, and then it just causes the government to start cracking stuff down, which harms more sentiment. You get the Gary Gensler's of the world, kills the business with his alerts on FOMC and the jobs alerts and everything. It's not going to stop. And so no matter what you do it, with your money, it's your decision. I'm not telling anybody what to do with the money I cannot do and would not do. What I am saying is that this is hopefully now clear why I continually say the most important thing to do is make sure you got a roof over your head, food on your table, and not worry about this crypto thing because we don't really know what's happening. If you're going to invest, make sure it's throwaway money that you do not care about because there's a strong probability you're going to lose it. It's Everything is a gamble. Everything's a lottery ticket. There's nothing wrong with that. Just it's best that you recognize it for what it is and stay safe, most importantly. As we get into the holiday season, I think it's really critical that people don't get jacked up with what's going on. Make sure your family's taken care of, first and foremost, because they're irreplaceable. You know, the crypto is replaceable. It's going to come and go, and it is what it is. Speaking of, as my close, at some point, probably next week, I'm going to be going down to the bank and testing my cash advance to see if I can take out stacks of bills. I actually bought one of those money purse type things. Because I don't even know how this works. I've never done it. But I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to withdraw a significant amount of cash. I have to because I have to get uh, to buy the car. And apparently they all will only do cash and they refuse to do electronic transactions. No problem. Because I have to get the car so that I can finally get the heck out of Nevada. Yeah, I'm really excited. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Kek. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing 
join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.